Paul gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. The Aussie Suns Podcast. Honestly, with me on here, your ratings are going to skyrocket so much bigger than the Chinese Suns Podcast, than Canada's Suns Podcast, than... You know, those other countries, you know, they, they, they all are great, but your ratings are going through the roof. It's really great to see. Welcome, everybody, to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. Have a look at the cast we've got here today. Um, it's We are head. outnumbered, boy. We're, we're outnumbered. This is uh, supposed to be an Aussie Suns Fans, and now Boyd's gone, so I'm well and truly outnumbered. <laughs> um, supposed to be an Aussie Suns Fans Podcast, but it's kind of three Americans and an Aussie. How are we going, lads? Let's introduce first Espo. Espo, thanks for jumping on, mate. Love the glasses. Thanks for bringing them along, too. Oh, I'm happy to. This is a marathon. Just got off uh, off the PHNX Sun show and right into overtime with you guys, but always happy to be here. Fantastic. And uh, now a regular and one of the hottest free agents in Phoenix Suns podcasting today, Jake, a.k.a. Fallen Founder. How are you going, buddy? Welcome back. Uh, I'm glad to be here. You know, I feel like I'm the Dwight Howard of uh, of Suns podcasters right now. You know, just I'm ready to sign. Uh, until then, I'll just keep dominating and, uh, you know, hang out in Taiwan or wherever he's at. You know, uh, whatever small <laughs> island I need to be at, I will just crush the competition. At least, and, you're, and, at least you're the Dwight Howard. Paul's the Dwight Schrute. So there's that. <laughs> Assistant the, to the regional match. <laughs> the, the most important thing, though, Jake, um, since your last appearance on the Aussie Suns fans podcast, no Fosters today? Uh, no, actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, Fosters, uh, for all the Australians uh, who, are, who are probably laughing at me the entire time, does actually give me a headache. And that was actually the most regretful I've been drinking beer in quite a long time. So I'm sticking with a, a nice cold uh, Sam Adams uh, uh, for the a little safer, you know, uh, in the middle of the week. Probably a solid call because Foster's is disgusting and nobody in Australia has drank it since the 1880s. Um, now, Boyd, you're here, you're back. Leveled up the numbers at least a little bit. Welcome, mate. How are you traveling? Oh, man, I'm... I'm actually, I'm actually really, really good, considering our uh, player lately. I'm fucking really good, really good. You've um, you've passed on the child. All For now, now, there's there's another one about to wake up, young Charles, and he's um, he's a pain in the fucking ass, man. But he'll most probably be in later to say hello. <laughs> very, very, very good. And now, most importantly, we've been back and forth with these people. We've been trying everything we can to get him on. We've had Dan Duarte on. We've had Justin on. We were just missing just the gap in our Fan the Flames um, layout in the Aussie Suns fans podcast. But we finally managed it this week. We got his people to agree. It cost us a fortune. I got new people. Oh, I at Dervish Well, Welcome, mate. I fired my people. I'm out of double secret timeout. Um, and I'm happy to finally be on this podcast that's literally spanning the globe. 
hold on. Is is that code for you got a divorce? No, no. My my wife would lo- loves loves when I do this because I'm out of her hair. I thought you were gonna say she'd love it if I if I got divorced. I was like, wait, what? Where's this going? To be to be honest, um, I think the biggest key here is that Paul's still awake at eight thirty p.m. Arizona hey. time. 8.30 is fine. It's when we don't even get on the line until 9.30 and then don't start recording till 11.30. <laughs> and I've been up since 5.30. Well, we have, um, we've had our fair share of Paul Slander on, uh, on, on previous podcasts with Dan and Justin. On every so podcast. Every you've podcast. Got, you, you've basically got an open slather here because neither of them bothered to get on today. So you can pay them all back right here. Well, one of them's in the chat. Yeah. I just say that he just he's just jumped into the chat. He's very excited. Guys, um, I have I've modified I've modified the layout a little bit. Um, mainly because we're going straight after the uh, off the back of the PHNX and some chance podcast. Um, we do spend about 45 minutes talking about the games from the week before, so I've decided to scrap that. Because when we get into Suns basketball and, and the topics of the week, we generally touch on most of the games anyway. So what we're going to do is change it up a little bit. We are going to go straight in to this week in Suns basketball. Hello, you know me, your great friend, Donald, Donald Trump. Let me tell you about this week in Phoenix Suns basketball. This week in Suns basketball, number one, does defense win basketball games and championships? Let's go with you, Boyd. Does defense win basketball games and championships? In my humble opinion, which is usually pretty fucking good, yes. Yes, it does. However, the the problem is, is that what what we saw against Memphis, right, was a was a second class Suns lineup who had to play at an extremely high level of intensity and um and just hustle, right? That sort of shit isn't isn't um, uh, maintainable in sustainable in my eyes. So I think, um, well, yeah, it can it can um, yeah you need it, um, but you also need talent in there as well, mate. Some uh, some some Devon Bookers of the world, you might say. So um, the reason I've asked this before I head on to you three is uh, I I honestly believe if we look over what happened in the last week. Our, the intensity, the effort, the energy on defense against Denver and then against Memphis, in comparison to the losses, including today's game, it was chalk and cheese. Um, the, that, the defense and energy against Memphis in particular effectively put us in the position we we're in um, to win that game. And, and today, unfortunately, we saw it drop off. When when that lifted just after halftime, we wiped out a 20-point deficit and drew within one um, and it just show, goes to show how much different this team is when we're playing with that energy um, Espo, what are your thoughts? Well, I'd love to tell you if defense wins championships but I haven't seen a Suns team that's played a complete year of defense or a Suns team that's won a championship so I don't know, but uh, look, uh, this, this week I think, especially that Memphis game proved that Hart and uh, and hustle have a lot to do with defense. It's, it's a pride thing in a lot of cases. And against Memphis, they showed a lot of pride. In particular, uh, those second and, and third string guys, 
that had to step up because of all the injuries, then went out there and they played their ass off. It was probably my favorite win of the season just because it was enjoyable. You saw the effort. You saw the hustle. It was it was undeniable that those guys just wanted to win more than Memphis, and and I like that. That's that's when basketball is fun when you know a, an entire group of guys is fighting for each other. So, Paul, I mean, defense. I mean, yes, defense wins championships, but you got to score points, and that's my fear in the short term. Is just. You know, we're, we're losing our point getters. We keep, <laughs> and we've lost our biggest one. And that's, that's kind of my biggest fear is just, you know, yeah, you can stop guys from scoring, but you got to score as well. And, you know, I, I really don't want Detroit's uh, San Antonio games from the early 2000s. Jake. Well, that, that's the best transition. Cause when you were saying, does defense win championships? I'm like, like the Pistons with Ben Wallace and uh, I, I mean, the Spurs with Tim Duncan. I mean, uh, of, of course there's each team that's won the titles have usually had pretty decent defenses, but it's the unstoppable offenses. I think more often than not uh, that tend to win titles. So um, yeah, I, I would think that offense uh, is going to be a little bit more important. And as uh, Paul said, we lost our, our big score, Landry Shamit. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a while before, <laughs> able to get back into it and maybe campaign too so um we'll see i don't know about this booker guy but uh yeah the other guys we're missing them <laughs> no um very well okay, said. also can we talk about how painful <coughs> it sounds that if you strain your groin you have to sit out for a month Boyd's probably done that a few times with how many kids he's had. Uh, I mean, that's that's the kind of exercise Booker needs to be engaged in right now because maybe you know you'd be a little bit well, more that's, limber. That's now. maybe that's maybe why he's pulled uh, like uh, the strained groin. He did break up with Kendall. Only, yeah. only came when he broke up with. Kendall. I'm just saying the Aussie Suns pod is kind of like the after hour Suns pod, and you know that's a it's we've got some interesting theories here. I'm guessing Devin Booker isn't straining his groin like kids do in high school, if you know what I'm saying. It isn't overuse that way, at least. Um, next question, and I'll start with Espo for this one. You've been around the team. Um, you've been – you've you, well, uh, your level of input around the team and around the NBA, and we know how good you are at random sons – what is it that we really did to upset these NBA referees? <laughs> well, we had a, a blatant jackass as owner for 18 years, which I don't think uh, helped a whole hell of a lot on that front. And uh, this, it, this current team uh, is a bunch of whining assholes at times, and that doesn't help either. So I think those two factors uh, kind of – Made uh, well, made the rest. There's, there's, there's a agree lot with that. of whining yeah, guys in this league who that. get calls. Luka Doncic is the biggest whiny bitch I've ever yeah, seen. But he does it with a smile, ball. and then he flirts with the female ref. There's a difference. Like, uh, like we've got Chris Paul, who's basically "fuck you" and give me the call, right? Where these other guys are like, "I'm gonna finesse it." Hell, me? Who? I can't believe you called it on me. <laughs> and the Suns aren't like that, so. Because I, I asked the question in the PHNX pod. I, I don't think you guys got to it, but is DeAndre Ayton the most harshly treated center for calls in the NBA right now? 
Yeah, but I think that's in part his own doing because he's hasn't been known as a physical guy throughout his time. So when it comes out and he's making physical contact, it stands out because it's not something that he's done a lot. So at times, you know, when he does get physical, like he talked about his mindset this year being, uh, you know, trying to be physical like it's the playoffs throughout the year. I think it, it, it's more noticeable with him uh, as well. So I think that that plays a big role into why he gets called when there's contact, you know. Paul, thoughts? Um, I, I agree with S, but I think there's also um, a level of, you know, I think we've complained for years that DA wasn't getting calls, but I mean, he was, he did get mauled down there. He was all, he's always been getting mauled. He just hasn't gotten, you know, he's really finally starting to show that superstarness, um, you know, taking that kind of lead with scoring and whatnot, these last, particularly these last few weeks with people out injured. And, um, you know, you get the calls when you're a superstar. And, you know, that just takes some time, though. Do you? Because I think Devin Booker has officially been a superstar for a couple of years now. He still doesn't get the calls. Well, he, he does. He does better than than you used to. I mean, uh, the, the best example I always have is uh, look at, and uh, I, I promise I'll be done with Landry Shaman after this comment, but uh, look <laughs> at when Landry Shaman actually takes it to the basket. I've never seen a Suns player get laid out more often than him trying to go in for a, a contested layup or dunk. And then he gets, he just gets mauled. He gets up and the ref's just like, nope, nope, we're going the other way. We need a, We need a couple of European guards on this team to teach our players how to flop. You know, because like the big guys don't flop, but those those guards, they will flail arms and legs and whatever and other extremities uh, to get that foul. <laughs> look, look, uh, Shamit did everything he could to get that foul on Aaron Gordon. It almost cost him his life. So let's <laughs> let's show the man some respect. All right. I, and I do agree with the comment you made yesterday in, in your pod, Espo. People are going to get stuck into Landry Shamet and they're going to show that highlight, that Aaron Gordon dunk over and over. Honestly, Landry Shamet deserves more credit for standing the hell in the way of that. Because I'm telling you right now, I I do that shit when I play basketball because I'm an idiot. But even I wouldn't have stood in the way of that. Yeah, look, uh, our friends at the uh, Suns uh, Jam Session pod say call him, uh, call him Big Dick Book. That was Big Dick Sham, all right? He saw Aaron Gordon and said, you know what, I can make a business decision or I can stand here and say, yeah, it scrapes on the floor. And he said, it scrapes on the floor, all right? Um, one thing before he I go to He that board, tripod to, like, you know, like <laughs> set, set himself. Um. One, one, one thing before I go to Boyd, comment from Coda Kid, more flirting, and we get the calls. Let's go. So off the back of your comments, Espo, can everyone imagine Chris Paul flirting with Scott Foster? <laughs> hey, Scotty. <laughs> You've screwed me more than any, any other. At least take me to dinner. <laughs> Boy, what's your thoughts? Mate, I, I fucking I hate the um, there's a difference between one player getting a foul called from and a guy just because he has a better stature within the league. I fucking hate it. I really fucking hate that about NBA basketball. It's it's unheard of in most other sports that shit like that actually happens. I mean, foot. I mean, Australian football doesn't doesn't happen. But I um I just I just really fucking dislike that. And but I look with 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 Da. I feel like he 
he says something about it, the way that he postures himself. I don't know. Is he is he extremely upright and he's using the same amount of force as other guys? But he's just it just looks doesn't look to, right with him. It's to be honest. Else. To be honest, I think it's because he brings the ball low. I think you get less calls if you bring the ball low. It's an yeah, easier way yeah. to take well, the ball well, away. Well, even if there's contact, they don't you look call at that Zion, as much. As you look at Giannis and they literally gather the ball up and just fucking turn into a fucking bowling ball and they put their head down and they drive through fucking anyone. Not bowl them over like fucking bowling. Yeah, but they, it's body contact, right? So when DA goes in, they're trying to strip the ball when he's holding the ball low. With those guys, when they go in, the ball's high and it's body contact. And that's what the officials are looking for. They're not looking for the contact on the arms. And look, it's... it's and it's you really see it all the time. You're probably right. You're probably right. It's hard for me to put my finger on it, but um, we don't need any European guards in here to train the guys how to flop. I reckon we get Espo. He can get a job back with the team again. And you can just put that fucking voice on you had before, Espo, and, 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 and show the guys how to talk. And uh, mate, I think we'll start getting more calls straight up. I'm I'm willing to be the head flirting coach, uh, <laughs> the head officiating flirting coach for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Matt Ishbia, call me up. Uh, I all I need is that hundred k that you donated to Brightside. Make that my salary, uh, and we're in. So let's do this. And we will we will talk about that one shortly too. Um, my next question is for you guys. What is the best? case and the worst case scenario you see from this period with our book now they're talking 14 games or so so what i've done is actually put down the two four six eight ten twelve four next 14 games not including today's game so our run is toronto away nicks away Cavs away heat at home Cavs at home warriors away nuggets away wolves away grizzlies away nets home Pacers home, Grizzlies home, Hornets home, Mavs home. Now oh, that sucks. I wanted I wanted to throw those out there because you can hear just whether you've got it written down or not. You can hear that's a tough run, right? Um, so, what do you think our best case and our worst case scenario is out of those? Uh, Jake, you can go first. Paul, try. Um, Okay. I was going to say, somebody's Boyd. standing in a windstorm. Boyd, can you mute? Oh, that. That's better. Ah. Jake. Somebody had a fan on, is basically what that worst, was. Yeah. Worst and best case scenario. <laughs> okay. Uh, best guys. case scenario, uh, the the bench like becomes a point of pride again for the Suns. When we came into the season, that was a big concern. I think uh, in comparison to the last two years, we were a little bit higher on our bench. Um, so they develop, uh, I think, in terms of a record, I'm going to be pleased if anything over 500 is going to be icing on the cake for me. If, if we can, that's kind of what I'm hoping we can do. But there's just, it's, it, and we have to also keep reminding ourselves, it's not just Booker that's gone. Uh, we're down still a lot of people. And uh, so it might, if we can get, if we can get 500, that should be good. I yeah, would agree I, with that. Yeah, best yeah, case scenario is keeping 500 over this state. If, if we can come out of this at 500 ball, I'd be happy. Yeah, That's I fine. mean, 500's the the best case scenario, I think. I mean, yeah, who knows? Dwayne Washington 
Junior could become uh, the second coming. You know, I was I was joking. He's the point disciple. I mean, maybe all of a sudden fills some crazy role and they they win you know two thirds of the games. I just don't see it happening. I think five hundred and staying around the seventh or eighth seed in the West is probably your best case scenario. Uh, and I think the West will still be kind of bunched together. So a seventh or eighth won't be out of shouting distance from from the top of the West, but there's there's a world where you lose two thirds of these games. This is not an easy stretch. This is a lot of very good teams that you're playing. Uh, a lot of road games mixed in there. Uh, this could get ugly pretty quick if they don't get some of these guys, not named Devin Booker, that are out injured back in the fold. Campaign in particular, a guy that can uh, can score. Uh, and help you out on that because right now you're at a point where you need DA and CP3 uh, or Mikhail, two of those three to have a big game and then the bench to step up and uh, and compete. And I just don't know you have the horses to do it. Yeah, we're playing we're, like our benches are benches bench, really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we're coming uh, we're coming to the back end of Cam Johnson missing games. Um, and I know that you guys have spoken about it a bit as well as both. The fact is that it's going to take him probably 10 games to get back into the swing of things. So hopefully he – and I did see on the uh, broadcast today some vision of him actually working out before the game. He, he looks like he's moving quite well. So hopefully he's not that far away. But at least if he can get back and play sort of five, six games during this stretch without book, um, that'll, that'll be an advantage for us, surely. Yeah, I mean, if he can, uh, again, I don't want to put too much uh, expectation on Cam Johnson coming off of a major knee injury. I need to see it on the court. I need to see him get up to speed and play. But, yeah, you need him back because right now uh, you you really don't have any power forward. Uh, I love Torrey Craig, but he's a, uh, he's a small forward masquerading as a power as a forward. forward. You're trying yeah. to – you're trying to jam uh, Jock Landell in there now. As much as I love Jock, playing him at power forward is a disservice to him uh, as well. So and he's not been, a starter. Yeah, Jock's yeah, I mean, not a starter. No, I mean, and that's that's been your that's been your big hole since the off season, and and really at parts of times last year too. So they need to figure that out. Boyd, you know, I always go all the W's, mate. I just saw. I just so saw, we're, going, we're going undefeated in this 15-game stretch? 14 games, wasn't it? But, um, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, yeah we'll, I feel like Justin's on now. We'll, uh, <laughs> so says Jay's on. We're going to win we'll everything, take, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll take him out. We just, we just saw our second, um, our second unit beat the fucking almighty Jar Morant and the fucking um, um, Memphis Grizzlies, who are at full strength and aren't worried about anything in the West. So, you know what? That's um, that's what I'm expecting every game, um, that I watch anyway. So, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the uh, we'll 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 be at the top of the West after by the time book comes back. I will buy you a beer extreme. if that happens. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you guys either, right? It's extremely I, I optimistic, the, but it's why we love you, boy. I think the one thing we can take solace on is a lot of the other teams that are kind of right around us that in that kind of like at the 
you know, low to mid playoff teams are also missing or will be missing players in the near future. I mean, Steph's out for a while. Um, you know, Sac- uh, Minnesota, uh, which is just on the edge of the play in right now, is missing Cat. You know, Sacramento, DeMontis Sabonis is trying to play through a fractured hand, which sounds awesome. Actually, like a, I think they said he has a fractured ligament. I didn't know you yeah, could fracture a, fractured, a ligament. Yeah, a fractured ligament in his finger is what I didn't said. know you could fracture a ligament. I thought you could only tear ligaments and fracture bones. So please, somebody explain that one to me. It, it's um, Sacramento. Their training staff just spins a wheel and picks two terms <laughs> and, and rolls with yeah. it. So. Yeah, so I think I, um, I, I personally, personally, I think uh, like it's a fourteen game stretch. Uh, the Suns have to aim for five hundred out of these fourteen games. If we could do that, and I, I saw something or read something today that uh, effectively the the target would be that last game against the Mavs where Book would come back. Um, so if we can go five hundred during that, which would keep us well above five hundred and probably around. You know, four, fifth or sixth in the West at that stage, I'd be pretty happy with that. And um, by that time, Cam Johnson's back, Book's back. Um, hopefully, a trade's done. We're we're actually looking okay. Um, really, I want to see us with the trade, with guys getting healthy, everything like that, targeting the last thirty games to really make sure that we finish in that one to six. Doesn't matter where. I don't care. One to six healthy for the last 30 games and then flowing into playoffs from there. I think that's, that's probably the best position that we can look at right now for that. Now, before I move into the next question, which I've deliberately put in here just to see if I can wind Espo up a little bit, I'll bring Hamo in. Hamo, how you going, buddy? Gentlemen, so glad I can make it here. I didn't realize a garbage truck could move that fast. (laughs) (laughs) My next my my next question is the we have to make a move narrative. Now I know you've been very very loud on this, Espo. I've been pretty loud on this on Twitter as well. Um, now I, I, I'm not sure that the the noise that you're making and the noise that I'm making are along the same lines, but. There's uh, the thing that I really want to address is people on Twitter, Suns fans on Twitter, and people who are bashing James Jones right now. I don't know where that motorbike's coming from, but people who are bashing James Jones right now, you need to understand. Well, this is my point of view only, right? You need to understand something. Just because. We want somebody to come into our team. Let's say Kyle Kuzma or Kevin Durant in preseason or Pascal Siakam or the one today because he scored nearly 30 points is Rui Hachimura. (laughs) Rui. Number one, it has to fucking add up from from a cap perspective. Number two, the other team has to agree to it. If they don't, like everybody's sitting there like this is NBA 2K and we can just turn on forced trades. And go, James Jones, is, James Jones is sitting on his ass and doing fuck all because he hasn't traded for Kyle Kuzma yet. Well, he might have sent some stuff to Washington about Kyle Kuzma. But Washington went, yeah, you know what? No, fuck, no. 
we need to take a step back and wait and see what comes back from the information that's out there at the moment, yeah? We also need to take a step back and just think about historically how many trades really happen in a given season before the trade deadline. They don't. You maybe have like two or three, maybe. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to make this move. Jay Crowder. Yeah, we need to make the move. And we need to fill that roster spot, especially now that we've got fucking injuries coming out of Boyd's ass. Um, We've got more injuries (laughs) than Boyd's got kids, which is all I thought was impossible. (laughs) But we have to be realistic about it because I don't want to see us trading Jay Crowder for, let's say, Pat Beverly. Oh, God. No, look, I mean, my biggest problem is they've needed to make a trade since last trade deadline. I mean, this is this is not news. Uh, and, and my frustration with James Jones comes from the fact that the Jay Crowder situation is one of his own creation, right? He could have told Jay, no, you'll show up, you'll play. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pay you. That's the only way. Uh, they could have tried to tried harder to smooth it over uh, in the offseason because it sounds like that was a cluster. Uh, in and of itself there. Those are my frustrations. Like I understand the reality of trying to make a move, uh, especially when other teams know that you have to make a move with a guy. Uh, and and I also don't expect the world back in a trade. Everybody Which seems takes to their leverage, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't have leverage. That's the thing. Right now, you're a team that has a guy that has sat out uh, since before training camp that has major injuries. Where's your leverage? Every GM's going to try to call your bluff and try to squeeze every last thing out of you. I don't blame Utah on that rumored deal uh, that came out earlier in the weekend saying, no, we want two first-rounders in this because they know that the Suns are desperate. And if they can, you know, if Danny Ainge can squeeze two first-round picks out of James Jones out of desperation, he's going to do that because what's their motivation to move anybody right now? None. They can sit around and wait to make their move, but the Suns need a move sooner rather than later, and that's where this is all coming from. See, I I think we need a little bit more Ryan McDonough than James Jones right now because, and this takes this goes way back. Paul, Paul's repping the shirt. I I, I remember the days where Espo and uh, and Dave King's my son's daddy uh, (laughs) had had the courtroom on on uh, McDonough. And deciding whether or not he was uh, guilty as charged or not, but one thing that McDonough did well, I thought, is he got uh, he got dirty in some trades, and uh, he, he did some good deals there. Now, obviously, he didn't pick the right people to draft, and his reputation in terms of uh, you know being liked by the player player relations is not nearly what James Jones is. I mean, the fact McDonough would have said, "Hey, we're not paying you. You're going to show up, uh, or you know, we're not paying you." Whereas James is kind of hey, repairing that, so you don't want to play for us, that's fine, sit at home, we'll send you a paycheck, which who wouldn't love that job? Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, and I think, Jones, I think that, I think that James did that because... I think that James did that because he thought that the offers for Jay Crowder were going to be far higher, whatever. Like, we were going to get better offers for Jay Crowder and earlier than what it is mm-hmm. now. But there needs to come a time, and and this is where I do agree, where uh, James Jones turns around and goes, hey, Jay, listen, we looked after you trying to find a deal. We couldn't find a deal that was suitable for the team. It's time for you to come back to work. And if you don't want to come back to work, that's fine. We won't pay you. 
That was going to be my next question, man, if, if you think it's salvageable, because I put it no, out in the not. chat the other day, and, like, I was playing 2K, and, God damn, I miss what Jay Crowder used to bring for us. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not salvageable. I mean, no. I, I mean, it's like, hey, we're, we're separated, and I'm seeing other people. I mean, Jay's making eyes at anybody that'll uh, that'll listen at this point. Here's a team that's interested. He's liking anybody that puts him in that jersey. You know, he's he's sending out tweets left and right. That, that you know, I think we're past that that point of no return, and I think we're past the point where you can even say to him, "Hey, we're not paying you." That would have been two weeks into the season. You have that that now you you just look like you don't know what you're doing. If you're James Jones and and you pull that, you look you look bad in player relations, and that's what he prides himself on. So there's there's no going back on that. It's just a shame, so, mate. But before I um, because off the back of this, I've got one uh, like a one word answer from each of you. Um, but again, Rui, let us know that we fucked up for not trading him. Jokes, <laughs> but. For those Suns fans that were on Twitter today losing their fucking minds about that comment in particular, again, the rumoured trade that was out there for Rui Hachimura, the numbers didn't work. So it could not have been a fucking actual trade. Guys, just have a look a little bit deeper sometimes. Um, and this one here, what pugs and hugs, why is Monty an absolute knob? I, I really like to I really like to hear those. All right, Jay Crowder trade. Let's say in the next week or so it happens. Whatever goes with it, I want a one answer, one word answer from each of you. Out of the rumors that have happened so far, let's leave KD in the preseason because let's be honest, they're on a ten game win streak and it ain't happening no more. Um, one word answer out of the rumors that are out there right now. Which player do you want us to trade KD for, Hammer? Trade KD for? Uh, trade Jay Crowder for, sorry. Uh, when I was chatting with uh, Jake in the Suns Jam session, it was that a little bit... That is not a one-word answer. <laughs> oh, Stephen Adams. Okay, contracts won't work. Boyd? Um, yeah, give me uh, uh, PJ Washington. Paul? I'll go Coos. Jake? Yeah. Uh, Siakam. Espo? Uh, I'd like uh, I'd like Kuzma. I'll settle for uh, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Grayson Allen, if I have to. <laughs> anything anything no. right now? <laughs> there, 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 there's levels to this, Espo, and that's a level – like that that's that's a deal with the devil the devil that you know just guarantees us just bad juju i will make any deal with the devil if it brings you one step closer to getting out of this pit that they're in right now so, so just don't think grace allen's gonna do that i'm sorry i'm gonna go with um <laughs> i'm gonna go with hamo's answer and Cody kids answer here with montrez and um Stephen adams why would we want to trade for another center we need a power forward or some, a shot creator. It is that because simple. We don't need another centre. No, we don't. But we move DA to power forward. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I hate it. It's fucking horrific. Um, we could do that now me, with the guys we have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 
I, I, li- I, I like the taking... old school look, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> I am taking. Uh, I, I'm with Jake. I'm taking Siakam every day of the week. Yeah, if they're going to roll the dice, roll the dice hard. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna throw it out there and get rid of our picks, which we all know James Jones loves to get rid of, let's throw them all at Toronto and get Siakam. And that's mainly off the back of the fact that I think Kuzma's most likely. Um, but I've always had, as everybody in Aussie Suns fans world knows, I've always had a like this deep hatred for Cole Kuzma. And I just I can't let it go. I just can't. Dreaming free. If Siakam happens, I'll buy everybody around. All right. That sounds. I, I swear, absolutely Boyd comes perfect. back with another kid every time he steps away. Um, well, so here, here's the latest Next time's one. That be I, a dingo. No, exactly. <laughs> here's what I saw most recently from uh, another YouTube channel, um, and it was uh, Crowder, Shamit, and um, Sarich, plus four first round picks uh, from the Suns for Siakam because the Raptors are 10th. They're really not going to go anywhere. Uh, should they look to build for the future around uh, Barnes? So maybe they're And interested. I think they will. I actually and, think they will. I think they'll yeah. head that way. It's I mean, just is, not is enough value much? for Shamit. Well, that, <laughs> true, true. Uh, that, they actually threw in, um, in, in this one, they threw in Tory Craig too. You, you don't have to to make the numbers work. I guess in theory that you could send that to the Raptors, but Raptors would have too many people. They'd probably buy – Tory Craig out, and then knowing James Jones, he'd say, "Tory, come back down. Uh, we'll give you another minimum contract." And, you can and play I think for uh, I think that's important to know about the Kuzma deal is um, the the Wizards are actually over the cap, so that makes it very very difficult for this Crowder trade with Kuzma to happen. Um, I think the likelihood of something like that happening will only happen with the third team, just because of the difficulties in the numbers. Um, the the only way it makes sense for the numbers is actually Crowder and Cam Johnson, and I don't think we're trading those two for Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I think so, that team is definitely the road. Yeah. Um, Quit spoiling our fun. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I mean, Boyd said defense wins championships. You can't tell me that Paul, Booker, Bridges, uh, Aiton, and Siakam wouldn't get us into the title run. So I don't care how many first round picks you got to throw at it and uh, wasted Give contracts. Them all and, and pick swaps. Let's go back to the KD discussions in, in preseason. Give it give it all to them and bring me Siakam because I and think he would Siakam give us exactly what the team needs defense, rebounding, and shot creating. He can yeah. do all three of those. Bring can we in. give him a break on some mortgages with Ishbia's company too? And, and I think we should really absolutely. Up? And he doesn't have to pay that higher Canadian income tax. I mean, there's, That's there's exactly benefits right. to be done. There's here. deals. There's deals that can be done. Speaking about Ishbia, new owners, we haven't really spoken about it. We've got some guys here that have probably heard some more than what we have. Uh, the main thing that we've heard was, and I loved it, was the uh, 100k donation to Brightside. Night, which is fantastic. Congratulations, Dave King. Um, the Ishbia brothers donated 100k, looked after him, um, looked after the underprivileged kids over there that are going to get to go to the game against Toronto and Phoenix. But we have been sold. Espo, tell us about the new owner. Yeah, look, uh, he's a guy that has deep pockets uh, from uh, taking his father's mortgage company from seven employees to seven thousand, or two to seventeen employees to seven thousand uh, employees, uh, he's worth. Uh, he and his brother uh, are worth uh, a significant 
amount of money. Uh, they're paying what amounts to 2.5 billion for 60% of the team. So they'll still have much, uh, a lot of liquidity there. He's a guy that knows basketball. He played for, uh, for Michigan state and Tom Izzo actually won a championship as a walk-on uh, with that. Did he actually walk on or did he get bought on? I'm just uh, wondering. I don't know. Either way. I, I don't really I care. He had the money I, when he was 20. He, he was he was there. So he he's got there, more yeah. championship rings uh, than the Suns and, and us combined at this point. So uh, so he was there. Uh, and from everything I can see, and granted, I don't know the man, uh, but everything I can see, he seems like he at least on the surface understands what it takes to have a public persona and run a company and not be uh, a total douchebag about it. And uh, that's a, a step up. I mean, just the fact that he and his brother, even if it is all for a PR play, uh, if that's what's going on, donated $100,000 to uh, to a charity before they even bought the team and, uh, and actually chased down Dave to do it. Like I, this wasn't like they just went on the website and they're like, Hey, let's download, let's donate a hundred thousand. Like they made the effort. Hell of a... <laughs> no, they, they want to reach their PayPal limit real quick there. Uh, but they, uh, so, so they There's seem a lot like of clicking I, talked, I talked with Justin Ishbia uh, and, and he was, he was talking about how much they're excited to be part of this community that they wanted to do something uh, nice for the community while they were waiting for everything to be finalized and they decided to go that route. So all in all, I feel, uh, I feel pretty good about where this is. Granted, uh, you probably could have sold them to uh, anybody but Peter Thiel and I would have felt pretty good about it at this point. The other, the other thing I really love about it is in the articles I have read and done some research myself, um, he seems really, really competitive. And there's one owner that he went to school with at Michigan State, who who owns another team in the NBA? Who's that? Uh, I don't know if uh, the only the only connection with another owner that I'm aware of is the uh, fact that he and uh, Dan Gilbert with the Cavs run competing mortgage companies. It's Gilbert. It's along. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. So, and, so he and, and Dan Gilbert are gonna. <laughs> Sons and Cavs just became natural rivals, even though it doesn't. Are, are, are we renaming the arena again? Uh, probably not. In, in, until uh, Footprint runs out of money, then probably yes. But uh, yeah, the uh, it won't be it won't be the Quicken Loans Arena. Yeah, I can tell you that much. <laughs> but it's um uh, the one of the things that really stood out to me is um, uh, people who have been around him have said he's ultra competitive. Um, and the feedback from that is that if he's buying it, and Mag, even Magic Johnson said it, who, and we all know, and I love Magic, he's one of my favorite players of all time, but um, he is the biggest captain obvious in the history of the world. <laughs> but he he came out and he said, if he's going to the Suns, Suns fans, get ready, because this dude does not like to lose. Uh I can't wait for GM Magic Johnson. <laughs> well, just look at it this way. He's, you know, if he's got any kind of the attitude that the guys who own the Warriors have, he's got twice, two and a half times their, like, Let LeCobe's net worth. And that's just Matt. And then you add in Justin in there. I think we'll be okay, you know, from a spending standpoint. Yeah, and since some of the minority owners aren't leaving from what it sounded like, 
if uh, Najafi is one of those staying, uh, he's worth three or four billion himself. So there'll be enough money to go around. It'll just depend on on how they run it and what direction they try to go. But I, I think the days of uh, cheap skating and uh, dealing two first round picks to to save some money those are long gone. So. Justin's um Justin's still in the chat, so let's not talk about cheap skating. He gets very very upset and wound up when. Whatever anyone does. He's looking for a job, though, apparently. Yes. Well, I did say that, um, Espo, when you did speak to Justin, did you ask them about hiring a new general counsel for the Suns? I did. I, I, Jay, I, passed, I, I passed around your I passed around your resume already. I said you've represented me uh, quite uh, respectfully over the years. So, uh, you, so you're in the loop now. Very I did good. have to hire I... him as my representation. Smart move. <laughs> Probably was a smart move. We're we're um we're, we are bringing them online. Uh, for we're bringing Justin online as our representation in America for Aussies. I heard he can do international law too. So if you guys get in any trouble, uh, just fly him out there. He'll uh, he'll represent you out there in Australia as well. That I mean, he's he's not going to do any good at it, but he'll be out there for you. So. Hamo, your thoughts on the new ownership? Look, I, I feel like um, listening to all of this, we should be jumping up and down and rejoicing, but it, it just seems a little bit not too good to be true, but it's like, oh, we won't go crazy just yet. Well, because every, every billionaire's got a skeleton in their closet, clearly. It's just how big is the skeleton? Totally. Well, <laughs> just waiting for I the think... shoe to drop at this point. Let's like... be honest, at the, height of, at the height of media was when he bought it. So surely someone was trying to dig that shit up by now. Oh yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah. I bet the NBA yeah, did major due diligence. Trench coats, alleyways. There'd be some, you know. <laughs> and Espo, Espo, you work in you work in marketing and promotion and all that sort of shit. All that stuff would have come out now, right? I'd imagine so, especially especially because you're, uh, you know, you're coming off of an owner that's leaving because of embarrassment. So. I'd imagine you're doing your due diligence. You know, people like the Baxter Homes of the world that wrote the uh, that wrote the original article that led to the uh, the downfall of the future former owner. You know, is uh, would be looking into this. I'm sure there's something. I mean, all of us have done things that we're not exactly proud of in this world, but I don't think at this point. It doesn't seem like anything massively seedy. I imagine it would have come out. Now that I've said that, tomorrow an article will drop. But uh, well, the, but, you the know. worst the worst thing I've seen is um, that he told his employees he didn't want them to work from home anymore. Tomorrow an article. Will drop. Yeah, but I also to counter that he also I've also seen the he only wants them to work forty hours a week, but put in a hard forty uh, at the office and then take their time at home too. So yeah. I don't know, yeah. like it's tough, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so so whatever. I, the, if if the worst thing is he wants them to work in the office and work hard for forty hours a week, I, I think that's acceptable. So yeah, yeah, that sounds terrible. Jake, thoughts? <clears throat> well, you know, I I think exactly. Well, first off, Hamo, uh, did uh, did the lady wise up and get you the PS Five for Christmas? She certainly did. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I see she's she in the chat. A, you know. She taped a PS2 and a PS3 together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you got the PS8 now. No, <laughs> no. I, I think so. As it comes to the, the ownership, I mean, 
let's be honest. I mean, what were some of the names getting tossed around? Uh, uh, let's see. Iger. Yeah, uh, Iger. Uh, I, I, like my betting app had like uh, Elon Musk. It had uh, Jeff Bezos. It, it was just like, which one of these supervillains that fights Superman do you want to come take over the <laughs> Phoenix Suns? And so it was, a, it was a weird thing to watch like some Suns fans be like, well, as long as he's got the money to put it into the team. And I don't. all of a sudden I heard Matt Ishbia, uh, if I'm saying his name right, and I'm just like, Oh, there's other billionaires out there that don't just like get constantly thrown in the news all the time about, you know, and have like their secret agents all over the media, like planting articles being like, this guy's a jerk. Actually, he's pretty good. So I was like, hey, there's more billionaires out there than we thought. And uh, Until we have if, another if we know crash. less about him, maybe that's a good thing. Kind of cool that look, we hadn't heard of him. Yeah. You know? I it was look, Satan could have come in with a $10 billion deal and I would have been like, all right, let's just try to get that championship. Like at <laughs> this point, as long as you're willing to spend a win, come on in. You're welcome in Phoenix is my feeling. I, I you know, within so reason. Satan's better than Sarver, Espo? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I will, actually... <laughs> uh, let me just say I, I've worked for one of them and I have insight into at least one of them. So... <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to back you up, though, uh, Espo, I feel like uh, we, we hear a lot of times, uh, you know, why do the basketball gods hate the sun so much? So maybe, yeah, maybe we do need the devil or some sort of a shakeup in uh, in Mount Olympus to just kind of, you know, because they're not going to change. They're not going to all of a sudden be like, no, we like Booker. We're going to start blessing the Phoenix Suns. Like, if it, it's time the Suns fans fight back a little bit. Usually you have to make a sacrifice to make the gods uh feel better so hopefully sarver is that sacrifice <laughs> and everything looks better soon guys I'm i gotta run up. i hate to i hate to do this before you do before you do we we can't have you go with uh, without us doing um random sons all right bring it on it's it's unacceptable Ooh. um but before we do that just quickly when's the international diehard membership coming uh, I will. I will personally make one for you. What perks would you like for the international diet? Well, we do I have to we mail you some four piece? private private jets to yeah, America. Have a look at it. There's a lot of stuff that we can't access because it's America again. Um, but yeah, anything anything you can do there, international America. I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I can't I can't we'll mail you four peaks. Or OGs without no, I breaking don't some that. international laws. <laughs> I don't need don't need any of that, but um, definitely, you know, we want all the content, we want all that sort of stuff. But um, you know, maybe a free T-shirt. You know, I can make that happen. I get like I can that. make that happen. International yeah. shipping's not. Do so you make onesies for babies? I can. I can uh, make little that ones happen. Are a little bit cold. That's all. All right. Has everyone got a pen and paper? This is this is our biggest uh, our biggest turnout for Random Sons. And because Espo was coming on, I have made it a little bit more challenging. But I've thrown some easy ones in. Um, so, Paul, welcome along to Random Sons. And your first one's going to be difficult. Let me know when you're already all got pens, papers. Uh, quick question. Was it Boyd that uh, completely guessed the wrong player the last time? Uh, yes, it was. Okay, just want to make sure I know my composition. <laughs> I'm good to go when you are. Here we go. I'm only playing it once, so get ready, gents.
Okay, did well, it not stutter it, for other people? <laughs> was it only me? <laughs> Maybe it was only you. Oh no. No. I saw only three people because it froze and then it froze at the end too. Oh my gosh. Um, how many how no, many were you supposed to have? I only saw four. I saw four. There was four. There was okay. four. Okay. Didn't didn't see any. I'm just chat, watching. Right. Um chat, please don't comment at the moment. And Espo, you're going last. Okay. Who was who was number one, boy? Uh Joe Klein. Paul? Uh, Joe Klein. Jake. Uh, I didn't see that one, so we'll go with Magic Lamp. <laughs> Hello. Cleveland Brown. And uh, Spoke. It was Joe Klein. It was indeed Joe Klein. Who was number two, Boyd? That was Googs, my man. Googs. Paul. Googs. Uh, um. I actually, I do agree with this, Justin. From now on, I will make them write it down and show it. Um, <laughs> Hamo? Um, yeah, no, I'm just catching up now. All right, Jake? Uh, yeah, uh, Gugliotta. <clears throat> and Espo? Yeah, that was Tom Gugliotta. Yeah, it was Tom Gugliotta. Who was number three, Boyd? Uh, Mr. Price, Ronnie. Paul? Uh, yeah, we're going three for three. Ronnie Price. Jack? Paul's just fucking going. Ronnie man. Price? No, 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 no. I got it. You can, if you no, can no, read no. my shitty handwriting, it's there. <laughs> I only saw three of them. I'm automatically down. Yeah. Am I? I had no idea. And Espo. Ronnie Price, the pride of Utah State University, I believe. And the, and the last one, Boyd. Oh fuck! I don't. I I didn't. He can't, I can only see the bottom of his head. So no, nah, I didn't get him. Paul? No idea. I don't. If it, if it's pre Barkley, I have no idea. It was pre Barkley. Yeah. Um, I... Jake? <laughs> uh, Connie Hawkins. Hamo. I was going to say the same. And Espo. I want to say Truck Robinson, but I don't think I'm right there. I'm I'm blanking on it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go truck, but I don't think I'm right. It was James Edwards. God damn it. And I, that was, I had Edwards in my mind, but couldn't think of James. So. Damn it. I've made it. At least we nailed one. Howard did get it right in the chat. It was James Edwards. So, Espo's um, not going to sleep tonight. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already pulling up the all-time numerical roster, and I'm studying tonight. So. He, he, he's going back. He's going to be watching watching YouTube highlights. He's getting down some, some very deep rabbit holes. I'm personally calling James Edwards tonight to apologize. And I'll be a lot get, to be um, I'm sure I'm going to get a request tonight, and Espo's going to go, when can I come on next? We need another random sounds. Um, I've got to make up for that one. Uh, Espo, thank you so much for joining us for course, the guys. first uh, 50 minutes or so. Uh, appreciate it after you've already done a couple of pods, yeah. though. Anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. Nice to see you, buddy. Oh, yeah, Cheers, right. mate. Love you. <laughs> you waited until it was signed off on that one. Love you. <laughs> All right, Jim. Catch, catch, catch it on the, on the li listen back. Hey, Gavin, you know, <laughs> yes. I got I to gotta ask, though. We need to have – you need to choose a podcast date and have like a full-on tournament, uh, like first to 10 correct answers. 
random Suns tournament. I like uh, it. Of, of guessing former Suns players. I'm yeah. taking that trophy. Like yeah. I like it. Fuck off. Hey, mate, hey, mate you're lucky if you've got four correct since we've started random Suns. <laughs> Who got Pat Riley, though? That's Ooh. true. You did get Pat Riley, but so did everyone else. I just, I just always want to go back and watch uh, Boyd uh, just see like the obscure half of an ear of another player and just be like, that, was that Bo Outlaw? No, it was Lou Amundsen. What were you looking? Oh, I saw the black ear. That's what it was, right? No, no it was, uh, it was, it was, it was uh, Sean Marks in the middle of the screen defending. Yes. <laughs> And half of PJ Tucker, and he went with PJ Tucker. Yeah, I saw, saw the Kerr, the K E R, must be PJ, right? He, he wasn't wasn't wrong though. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like half like a dirty. point. Fuck it. Yeah. Anyway. All right, gents. Last um, last thing in this week in Suns basketball, player of the week. Who was your player of the week this week? Um, let's go with Hamo. You can go first. I'm going to go with the Kogi just because he doesn't normally get nominated for stuff like this. And our other guys were sort of up, down, up, down. So I'm just going to give it to a Kogi. Boy. I'll give it to DA. He's not going to get many more spots. Um, um, you know, when we've got a full... Full, uh, a full squad back, you know. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be giving a lot to Booker. I'm, I'm envisioning. So, I um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Da. Look, he had a thirty banger. You know, he, I mean, he hasn't really, he hasn't really dominated. I, I, I would say, but I just, I just like that he's he's just a little bit more consistent recently. I'll tell you right now, I don't think Da's played a, a like a, a shit game in four weeks. Yeah, that's he's what had I a, he's had a couple of low like low stat type games. But yeah. even those, he hasn't played shit DA basketball. That's, He's, that's, yeah. We just haven't given him the fucking ball. Yeah. Paul? Yeah, I was, was going to say DA too. I was just looking up his last five games or so. And, you know, he's got two 30-point games in there, three, um, three double-doubles, you know, a – you know, the lowest game he had was 15 points, and that was in the game last night against Memphis, where it was such a blowout. He didn't even play the fourth. Yeah, basically. So, game. and he yeah. was he compared to the first time around against the Grizz, um, yeah, where he basically got bullied by Stephen Adams. Really, um, he bounced back in that game. Yes, yeah, so he was he was the best big guy on the court. Jake. I'm going to go Cameron Payne for that outfit he had on the bench uh, last night. Um, but uh, no, uh, it, that guy's got some swag to him. Uh, no, it, it, I was actually torn it, it, between Akogi and Aiton. Uh, Akogi just brings that, I, 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 like, he needs to get a new nickname, like uh, Sir Joshua, like Sir Charles Barkley, because of how many just rebounds he goes in and steals from other players. Uh, like, I, I'm down with Sir Joshua from now on, but. Uh, uh, no, DA's consistency, and as you say, Gavin, like Suns fans for some reason love to hate on Aiton, and all he's been doing is consistently like shooting the lights out, scoring baskets. And yeah, we'd love for him to draw more fouls, we'd love for him to lay a few more people out, but he, we're also missing a lot of players, so I think that's why we're just not getting as many wins as we would hope. But Aiton has been he's been kind of the light in the dark places right now. He is absolutely um, 
dominating and I love it. Um, I've, I stuck with him, even though everyone gave up on him. I stuck with him. And the man is. Well, do you guys know that we should have drafted Luka Doncic? I don't know if you guys have heard this theory. I don't know if you've heard this theory, but we should have drafted Luka. Because apparently he's better, according to some Suns comment sections. Right. (laughs) Right. And apparently. And and then we'd be the Mavericks. The argument, the argument I copped yesterday was, uh, and I've I copped it a little bit on Twitter because I said if Luka Doncic was a Phoenix, I don't believe that Devin Booker would be there right now, and I, I don't still either. believe that. Um, and DeAndre Ayton was the best fit for the lineup that we had, and let's be honest, um, are we going to take a half a strength Phoenix team that's sitting, you know, around the mark and in the top six? Or a just above 500 team in Dallas who has one player who runs around sucking, flopping, falling over, carrying on like a fucking idiot. Uh, uh, but he gets calls. Uh, <laughs> the rest um, love us. I'm, and he's I'm, actually tattoos. Yeah. And his I mom's am, hot, if you remember when he got drafted. Yeah, I think he he was mom on the outs. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, did his mom go yeah. all yeah. 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 and start dating players? And, and this yeah, his is, mom meant to love And this is where Doncic seven seven or something like that. This is where um this is where you know that a player um has no character when like because his mum's hot, right? Luca's mum, but his mum also hates his guts. So if your mum hates you. You're not a good person. It's your fucking mum, man. I could <laughs> I could seriously hold up a service station in a fucking balaclava and then take it off and get caught with a fucking camera, and my mum would still love me. And we're just a little disappointed in you. Anyway, my player of the week, I agree with Hamo. I'm going with Josh Akogi this week because that dude has fucking energy. My God, do I love watching Josh Kogi on the floor. Did he play it is crazy energy. Did not play enough tonight. Um, but I think he was sort of cooked tonight, to be honest. And that's why he probably didn't play as many minutes as he should have. Um, but, yeah, man. Fuck, I love Josh Kogi. I've, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, like a little bit of a man crush on Josh right now. And so does Chris Paul, by the way. If you watch the after game. (laughs) What? Um, Justin says, I bet Pat Beverly's parents hate him. Well, there's no proof of that, Justin. Um, He doesn't know who they are. But let's let's be honest. (laughs) His parents are probably his dealers. They probably fucking love it. Let's be honest. I think Pat Bev is one of those people where it wouldn't matter whether he held up a service station. His parents would still like him. That's how fucking shit Luka Doncic is as a person. No, you know that his Pat Bev shoved his parents him. in the back of near a subway track. Surely, at point. surely someone in the NBA, a player right now, wants to get under Doncic's skin is sliding into Mrs. Doncic's DMs. Oh, like, imagine shit. it comes out like, use him again. Pat Bev is dating Luka's mum. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I laughed the man, you know. So, so we are we're three one. So uh, the Aussie Suns fans player of the week is DeAndre Aiden. Well done, big fella. Love you, um, Raps boyer. Gents, important question. 
I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with this week, Paul? You are our first timer on this. I Give am. It to us. Who do you want to have a beer with? Keep in I mind, like we've to... already had a beer together, even though you sat inside most of the time chatting up some dude at the bar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he bought my food and everything. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was sweet. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. It was yeah. cute. It's all out of roofie. Um, I want to have a beer with Landry because drinking when you have a concussion is always super fun. <laughs> is that is that the only reason? No. <laughs> the Landry. only reason, the only reason you want to have a beer with Landry Shaman is because he's got concussion. He doesn't even have concussion. He's hurt his Achilles. Old mate sat on his head. He's got a concussion. <laughs> Boyd, who do you want to have a beer with this week? Oh man, it's got to be fucking a Kogi. And just on the just on the heels of what you guys were talking about, the energy. Imagine that cunt on the piss. You imagine how fucking amped he'd be. Oh man, one hour, one hour and five minutes before our first cunt. <laughs> that's a that's a long record. I'm doing well. Um, Josh and Kogi for you. Jake, who do you want to have a beer with this week? Uh, Hamo's lady, because honestly, more women Ooh. would be a lot more attractive if they bought their men PlayStation 5s and, yes, uh, and helped, you know, I said, hey, you want the new NBA 2K? Hey, do you want the new, uh, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls, new Witcher game? We'll get you hooked up. You know, I want to sit there and watch you play it. Some of the sweetest things a nice lady <laughs> can say to her man. Beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Well, hey, Tony mate. Hawk action. There you go. Old school with it. Hey, mate. Duck I don't know. How long ago I played Super, video games? Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. Pretty much what I got. Duck hey. hunt. Um, <laughs> oh. nah, nah, nah. Hey, it, goes, it goes both ways. I've got her a Nintendo Switch, so there is Super Mario being played. Um, I don't know his name, and I didn't see the game, but I've seen the snippet in our chat. Old mate, big fella that grabbed the fan by the throat. Uh, you stole my shit, man. What's this? I missed this um, one. You, you missed it. Did, today? You, did you guys turn the game off? I mean, at the end of the game, there was two drunk people sitting courtside who were getting stuck into Monty and mouth and off and whatever. And old mate Max, our um, uh, the number one security guard for the Suns oh, went over yeah. basically I always see that him, guy hanging out yeah 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 basically you you guys need to leave he did these ones and went the exits that way and the guy mouthed off so Max grabbed him by the throat and basically went for the choke slam before um police came in and stopped it right at the end of the game it, today yeah. Check it out. If I find it on Twitter, I'll tag you guys in it. But yeah, yeah. Max, Max went, um, and Max looks like a like a big teddy bear. He mm -hmm. he looks like the nicest bloke, but also he looks like a dude. If you fucked with him, he would rip you apart. He'd probably grab you by the throat and choke slam you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I I also wanted to have a beer with Max because he seems like a cool dude. I can't believe nobody wanted to have a drink with Matt uh, Ashiba. Uh, I feel like he would drink something real fancy, though. 
There's plenty of time for that. Okay. Look, as long as um as long as he shouted, I'd be good with that. Um but yeah, Matt and Matt and what's the other brother's name? Justin. 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 Wait, how'd you forget Matt, Justin? Matt and Justin Ishbiar for donating hundred K before they even own the team to Brightside Night. Shout out Dave King. Show us that t shirt again. Paul. Oh yeah. Big old Dave Daddy. <laughs> to be honest, I, I'm pretty sure that Matt and Justin um, went and both bought one of those T-shirts afterwards um, and will wear them to the game that day. But um, shout out to them too. They'd be great. If they here. haven't, we should buy them and send them to their offices. I Actually, I shout, we'll, we'll put the call out. Void up. You need to just donate shirts to both Matt and Justin. Yeah, yeah so talk to talk to Dave, get the contact info. Just <laughs> that Washington fan stormed the Suns bench like it was the capital. <laughs> Disavow. Disavow everything. Disavow didn't happen. Patriots are everywhere. that's magnificent Um, gentlemen next important question time for the plug of the week and trust me they are ugly very unattractive google their face when you're done here who's your plug of the week Jake Oh, John Morant, Mr. Uh, we don't have to worry about anything in the west I got the west on lockdown and he goes hits 1-3 and he starts yeah Oh, and he's still down by like 10, 12 points. He's, ah, look at me. I'm a mate. And then he ended up getting crushed. And it was like, dude, that's why, like, that's why Josh Okogie is so fun to watch. Cause he like embarrassed Dylan Brooks by hassling him. And then after he like would steal the ball, he wouldn't be like, <laughs> you suck. He would just be like, okay, on the next play. And it, that was almost like colder. It's like that Kobe Bryant-esque, like, Huh, I just like what, what's every, people remember that scene of uh, Matt Barnes uh, on, with the inbound pass and he fakes it to Kobe's right in his face and Kobe just doesn't flinch. Doesn't even flinch. And that's a Kogi right now. But you, you have guys like John ja Morant and Dylan Brooks that just, you, you know, Ja would duck, you know. <laughs> now, now, before we go any further into the vlog of the week, we have been joined by the great Darth Voider in the No, chat. no, he's tired. He's watching live. He's too tired. He's too tired. Voida, we, we've just had a discussion <laughs> about um, the the donation to the Brightside Night by the Ishbeers. You need to stop being a tight ass and send your really, really expensive T-shirts, one to Matt, one to Justin. Um, waiting for your feedback. Paul, who's your flog of the week? Uh, it's always going to be Dylan Brooks when it comes to the Grizzlies. It's always going to be Dylan Brooks. You stole mine, yeah. He is an absolute worm-looking motherfucker who mouths off, <laughs> who is not that good. Uh, uh, he looks like he's one the of American those... deaf. Whoa, hey, whoa! Well, you guys anyway. couldn't hear that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That was me trying to guess who the Suns guys were. <laughs> and anyway. Uh, in in Men in Black, you know those little you know those little weedy um, worm looking motherfuckers that in Men in Black, the worms. Yeah, the worms. Yeah. 
That's what Dylan Brooks looks like. <laughs> so obscure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it though. <laughs> you're back. You're back. Dylan, Dylan Brooks is Kelly Oubre if Kelly Oubre was an ugly person. In terms of his game, uh, like his game reminds me very much of Kelly Oubre, and I'm sure Grizzlies fans love him for the energy, but he's not a handsome man, and that's why it's so much easier to hate Dylan Brooks. Nor is he any good, and I've said it. Well, and Oubre's kind of, yeah. I've said it multiple times, and no, neither of them are any good. Um, Multiple times I've said it. I'll say it again. He is Pat Beverly Light. Light Pat Bev. You, you don't well, think Pat Bev is Dylan Brooks light? Maybe. Well, no, this year, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, because Pat Bev's yeah. st- yeah. stepped back. Uh, well, uh, they're pretty excited. I did see a post the other day about his last week's being like beautiful because he's had like 11 points and three rebounds. <laughs> Good on you, Pat. That's amazing. Um, anyway, Dylan Brooks, you're a worm-looking motherfucker. Can't wait to punch you in the face. Um, Boyd, who's your flog of the week? Oh, it's that fucking cunt Nate, our fucking co-host. He came all the way over from Singapore um, to spend time with his family in Brisbane. And he fucking he had a piss-up with all of his so-called mates, which he told us in our chat. And I thought well, I he said he was on the piss today, but then he came out and went, no, no, I'm actually flying back to Singapore today. Well, Wait, no, yes, translate that for the American audience. Yeah. Did he get in a fight? Did he get drunk? He got drunk with some other guys, and then he was drunk today, but he was actually on a flight. Well, he um he he basically organized to catch up with some mates and get on the piss. So on right. the piss means drinking with his mates. Yeah, we need to use that more often down here, and, up here. And he didn't, he didn't invite Boyd, so Boyd's butt hurt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and he said it. He said it in our chat. I'm the only other cunt in fucking Brisbane. And he goes, "Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm drinking with my Brisbane mates before I fly back to Singapore." I'm like, "Cunt, who, who am I to you? Do you even like me?" And that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> Do you even like me? It really fucking hurt my feelings. Oh, oh my gosh, Boyd. <laughs> I feel so bad for you now, man. I cannot, I cannot, wait, for I cannot wait for Nate to listen to this. Um, uh, all I could say, all I could say is eat a dick. It is fucking great that he fucking left you at home because you're, you're a piece of shit. And the only reason I caught up with you last time I was in Brisbane was because somebody let it slip that I was traveling there and you went, oh, can I come catch up with you? I wouldn't have told you otherwise. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for having pity on me. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, who's your flog? Now, now send me that fucking Chris Paul jersey and hurry up. <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> yeah, you cunt. So much emphasis on it. Um, <laughs> I'm getting used to it, man. It's new. I'll tell you what. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know what the first word's going to be. Who's your, who's your fucking flog of the week? Hey, mate, come I'm on. glad... I'm glad um, Jake reminded me of it before when you were talking about campaigns outfit. Fucking Landry Shamit and that blue fucking tea towel thing that he had wrapped around him during yesterday's game. What the flying fuck was that, man? Look, Seriously. Yeah. Looked like a 1990s suburban dad 
Just like, it's like really excited that his kids play t ball. Dishcloth or something, but in Australia we call them chucks, and it's like a fucking dishcloth. He looks like he was just wearing a skin tight fucking chucks. <laughs> He's a muppet. He's a muppet. What the fuck? Poor Landry. <laughs> Fuck Landry. Well, yeah, no, Poor right. Boyd and Landry. Landry, Landry needs Landry to fly out and go see Boyd. Hey, mate, you need to pull your fucking head in. First of all, you said that Josh Akogi was faceless and fucking useless, and now <laughs> he's come out and he's fucking awesome. And now, and now you're hanging shit on fucking Landry Shamit, who is actually playing good basketball for the I was going to say, maybe this is a good thing. Now yeah, Shamit's going to come back and go off. Hamo hates the people right before they get good. <laughs> Do you know what I, I love? I love the Phoenix Suns. I'm a I love scary it. judge I, of talent. I really want. I really want the Suns to trade for Ben Simmons just so that it pisses Hamo off. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you really want Devin Booker to never come back. Trade for Ben Simmons. I mean, why? Cole Kuzma. I don't know. Well, they, they can all, they can both commiserate yeah, let, now about their Simmons relationship. And Kuzma yeah. And together and... Kuzma, yeah, Kuzma shag. I'm pretty sure the Memphis Grizzlies well, podcast reached out to me earlier today. Might give him a call. <laughs> um, <laughs> we so, can get Chris Humphreys. Ben, we can get Steven. anyone that's dated a Kardashian go and, member. Go and join. Go and join the fucking Memphis Reggie Bush pod. What you can do? What Lamar you can do is sit there. You can all sit there. You can all sit there on your um on your fucking Memphis Grizzlies podcast and talk about how handsome Dylan Brooks is. Um, Paul stole mine. I was going to go with Dylan Brooks, but now I'm changing the first three episodes. Man. My flog of the week is fucking John Voider because Ooh. because he won't send Dave King is my son's daddy t-shirts to Matten. Fucking Justin Ishbia. He's buy them on Red Bubble, you cunts. I did, you cunts. John, 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 I I tried to buy a t shirt on Red Bubble that said Dave King is my son's daddy from here in Australia. It would have cost me 140 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit. Even the sun singlets don't cost me that. <laughs> I don't, Even this, I don't, um, this custom I don't make one my house, you know. He makes <laughs> them at Lucy's house. This custom one I don't think was that much. Voida, Voida, we've seen the ad that you put up with the betting thing and you're all shooting money out of guns and stuff like that. That We noticed... That's that red bubble we, money right there. We noticed, we noticed that you did not have the gun with the money shooting out of it, pre these t-shirts. And now you guys are running around with that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Turn it off. Turn it off. Um, thanks for that. It's getting hot down there in Brisbane. Wind tunnel, wind tunnel going again. Um, James, thank you so much for joining. In particular, Paul, thank you for joining us. It's been amazing to have you on and awake because basically all we know of you is that you sleep the whole time. <laughs> well, we're still an hour away from recording if we were to do our podcast. So, you know. Tell us tell us more about that because Justin, Dan, all they say is that you sleep and they can never get you on. Well, I am a morning person, so that doesn't help there. 
insane night owls. Um, so they're more than happy to like wake up at 10 and, you know, then they're up till like 3 a.m. And yeah, I, I'm up at five and I'm old and creaky and I break. And, you know, but once I sit down on that couch, it's very, very comfortable and I just lose all steam. Meanwhile, Jake was up at midnight with us the other day. Beautiful. So we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna throw we're gonna you can throw tell I don't have thing. any kids or anyone that lives with me. <laughs> we're gonna throw one thing out there, Paul. I want yeah. one st- one story because they all tell us stories about you on our podcast. Ooh. One story about Dan and Justin. Your the floor's yours. Let's go. Even the kid okay. wants to hear this story. <laughs> um. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. I, I don't have that many about Dan, unfortunately. That probably haven't already been told. Um, I'm. Actually, I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's true, John. That's true. The, the, there's not a lock on the door. There is no door. There's no door. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Paul, those, is, it, those, is it true that not... Dan Duarte hates Dave King and that Dave King is not his daddy? <laughs> not my son's daddy. I, I would say Dan Duarte is um, the uh, um, Judd Nelson character in a Breakfast Club to Dave's King, his dad. Oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't get worse. We'll go on <laughs> anyway, um, where where can we find you, Paul? Um, glad to have you on. Uh, you've been on now. Yeah. You've you've now been on the Aussie Suns fans podcast more. Oh, no, I'm afraid of what what this new t-shirt design is. Oh, no. I can see see a t-shirt being sublimated right now. John putting a t-shirt together with Judd Nelson like this, with Dan Duarte's face on it. Holding Dan King's head. Um, Where can we find... Buying my pack of cigarettes, yeah. Where can we find I, you? Um, Thank you. I'm at Dervish of on Twitter. Um, and you can follow uh, the Fan the Flame, Fan the Flames podcast at Fan the Flames NBA. You're welcome, Justin. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me because we don't do video and shit. Because yeah, you know we don't know when we're actually going to start recording. Nobody's still awake. Um, it was great, um, great to have you on, mate. We we have wanted to do this for a while. To be honest, I have destroyed my closing line now, though, um, on the podcast. So I've now got to find another sign-off. Um, Justin, uh, sorry, Jake, where yeah, do we find, find you? Yeah, at Fallen Founder uh, and available wherever Phoenix Suns podcasters uh, are needed. Um, how about oh, that's gold, man? That's gold. I'm so glad I made it back in time. Thanks for hanging out and um, let me come in late. But yeah, no, really good to have you on, Paul. It's uh, yeah, we're really yep. gonna have to nice find to meet someone you, else to pick on now. 
Yeah, fuck, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll just start picking on Boyd still. You know, it's the way it goes. Oh, he's already upset. He left, mate. Quit. No, he's he's back there having another kid. Damn it. He can do it. Hey, (laughs) John. Twice in one week, Joe. He's got the same sense of humor. I see. Yes, um, Boyd has gone. So Hamo for Hamo Boyd has gone. If you want to follow him, follow Boods eighty three or Boods eighty three, whatever it is. Um, Depends on what part of the country from. Nate, Nate couldn't join us today at Nikki's Falcon. Um, follow me at Guesswork Gav. I don't post anything to do with the Suns on there, so it's probably going to be boring. But I post everything to do with the Suns at Aussie Suns fans. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Like, subscribe, do all that sort of shit on here. We really need all of you to subscribe on YouTube so that we can put up one of those little things with the money um, because I pay way too much to do this and I need some cash. So subscribe so that I can get some coin. Um, and we can support Boyd's children. And we can support <laughs> Boyd, send him some money because that motherfucker must be broke as hell. back and forth to Bangkok or wherever he's at. Is Boyd like... Well, no. Uber Catholic. Is he like uh, Irish Catholic Irish people? <laughs> well, he um he he does run around and uh well actually off the back of my plea for people to subscribe, sell some shirts, dummy. Um, I'm gonna I'm just about to send you a um a DM voider. What I what I want to try and do is um you can send me the layout for the Dave King shirts. I will sell them for you here in Australia. And I'll send you ten percent of the profits. Because we, we Justin don't can do, negotiate that deal. Justin we gets points we on the back do end. Well, he is our he is our um, international um, lawyer now, so we can get Justin to until the other fans only fans account starts taking off. We need to start looking like elsewhere for <laughs> for money. I mean, pictures of my feet aren't really doing much for people. But well, you're not on the right websites. You're not on the right websites. And are you are you getting the pedicures? Are you doing the nail polish? You know, it's all about. Paul knows a lot about this, apparently. What's pedicure? Hey, I'm telling you, Will. Gav, leave us to be. You leave, guys. Guys, (laughs) thank you, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, The guys in the chat loved it. Thank you very much for engaging, and we will catch you hopefully next week. Uh, But before we do. (laughs) <laughs> Matthew Lissy, apparently your toes look like Dave King's face. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us, Paul. We we promise we will have you. Oh shit, he's already here. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I have no sign off. If you're gonna do it, if you if you can just say we'll have you back. <laughs> If you're going to do it, maybe. If you're going to do it, do it Aussie style. Thank you, guys. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The burst of Booker for the long range. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Sons and you know we up next. Yeah, yeah we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing.